It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to an emergency dispatch episode of Lockdown Raptors, the 400 and 505th, who gives a shit what episode it is, I think it's 505. Uh, thanks for stopping in, uh, I figured I should record this because some news just dropped that Pascal Siakam is doubtful for Sunday's Game 4 against the Sixers with a calf contusion, and I thought... Maybe a podcast would be worthy, but I don't have anything to say. I'm just sad. Um, this fucking sucks, man. This is a big blow to the Raptors' hopes of turning this thing around. I was feeling pretty confident about Game 4. I thought it was going to be kind of okay. I thought like there was a chance that the Raptors could turn things around and we talked yesterday with Joel Wolfond about the you know just it could not have possibly been worse than it was in game three they're still a talented team they looked really good in game one all of those things but Pascal Siakam is essential to all of the good things the Raptors do even if he wasn't particularly good in game three he still is really the only guy who's willingly taking on a secondary scoring load behind Kawhi 
Siakam being out means Kawhi is going to have to play some minutes at the four for sure. He's going to have to take on even a more insane scoring load for sure. It means Marcus Gasol and Kyle Lowry are going to have to decide to actually like shoot the ball sometimes. It's going to make it more difficult for the Raptors to, you know, have the the sort of thought in the mind of the Sixers that hey like we can swing it to anybody in this lineup and it's going to be good and it just takes away a lot of the potency it takes away how good they are defensively it takes away an option to throw in Jimmy Butler it takes away an option to throw in Ben Simmons it fucking sucks this is stupid and I hate it and injuries are trash and uh yeah I uh <sighs> so what do the Raptors do I guess is the question what do the Raptors do in game four without Pascal Siakam. Assuming he doesn't play, uh, a couple of Sixers people I follow are suggesting that maybe this is gamesmanship. Hopefully it is. That would be dope. <laughs> really, really hope that he ends up, uh, just doesn't be the Raptors screwing around with the Sixers to make things more difficult uh, to repair. I don't think that's going to be the case because uh, that seems like a weird thing to lie about, but um, here's hoping that those tinfoil hat wearing Sixers fans are correct. As far as things that the Raptors can do, obviously this means Kawhi and Gasol have to be just like, not Kawhi, sorry, Kyle and Gasol have to be way more pioneering with their scoring. They have to be open to taking all the shots they possibly can. They have to be aggressive. They have to take their wide open threes when they're there to help augment the offensive load that Kawhi is going to have to carry. Kawhi is probably going to have to do more than he's done so far in these playoffs, which is hard to do because he's been fucking monstrous, but... He's going to probably have to do like the LeBron thing against the Warriors in the finals where he scores 50, and that's just going to have to be the thing. Siakam is such a source of easy offense. He makes their transition game so good. His corner threes, while the Sixers are like sort of half-guarding him there, they're very valuable. He's been hitting them for the most part in this in these playoffs, except for the last game and the first couple games of the first round. Ah. <sighs> This blows. Uh, as far as the starting lineup is concerned, I've seen some people suggest that Serge Ibaka is going to start. I don't think that'll be the case because you kind of got to have a backup center who can you know, go toe-to-toe with Embiid as well. You got to have two guys for that responsibility, especially because Nick Nurse is not totally matching minute for minute Gasol and Embiid. And so uh, unless they decide to start Serge to get extra size out there, which I, I don't think is a good idea. Uh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I think the best way to go about it is probably slide Kawhi to the four, have him continue to guard, you know, Simmons or whatever, like just have him be the, the main guy on Simmons, uh, slide Danny Green to the three, and then have Norm Powell come in to play the two. He's been pretty good defensively in these playoffs, I think. Um, and I think he's a guy who can kind of hang with Jimmy Butler a little bit. He can chase around JJ Redick if you need him to, if you need to have Danny Green take on the B- Butler job or whatever. Um, and Norm, hey, say what you will about Norm. He's a willing attacker. When the ball comes to him, he will do something with it. Maybe that can actually provide a little life, a little less hesitancy to the Raptors starting five. And I guess if there's a silver lining, if Norm does start, the last time Norm started and slid everyone down a position in the playoffs, the Raptors ended up winning game four against the Bucks and kind of solved the series from there. Do I think that's going to happen against the Sixers? Probably not. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for little things to grab onto, little uh, nubbins on the side of the cliff as you fall down, that's one of them, I guess, is the past history of Norm coming in and doing stuff in the playoffs as a starter. Um, yeah, this sucks, man. I, I don't know, like, 
I figure the defensive assignments probably stay pretty similar. Like, Siakam's kind of been all over the place. He's done a little bit on Harris, done a little bit on Butler, a little bit. They just kind of use him as a Swiss Army knife. And you lose that element, obviously, which sucks. But I still think you throw what you've been doing out there. You throw Kyle on Jimmy Butler, probably. Stick with that. Have Kawhi guard Simmons. Have uh, Danny Green guard Redick. Or maybe you have Powell guard Redick because he's kind of you know smaller and easy to sort of get through those screens. And you can have Danny Green guard Harris or Butler, or maybe you do the Lowry on on Harris thing. It throws everything out of whack. That's for damn sure. And it's nice, I guess, that they have a day here to prepare. Um, but yeah, this blows, man. Pascal Siakam's incredible. The Lowry, the the Leonard Siakam pairing has been probably, if not the best, one of the two or three best duos in the entire NBA in the playoffs. And without one element of that, that's going to blow. Of course, he's still doubtful. Like we don't know for sure if he's going to end up being available. Like it could change. Maybe his prognosis gets better over the course of the next day. It's unsure. A calf contusion. I have no idea. Like I don't even know what Raptors players have had calf contusions before, and I don't know if there's like a timeline you can really sort of assess for it or give to it. But fuck, man, this sucks so hard. And uh, I'm I'm operating under the uh, the assumption that he won't play tomorrow. And if that's the case, the Raptors are going to be very, very and tough to win. Um, they, were, they will need a really bad Sixers game for sure. They will need Norm to have a monster game. They'll need pretty much the entire bench to stop shooting the bed, really. Um, they're, 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 it's, it's, it's paramount now. You can't have one reliable scorer and a bunch of guys who are kind of going through it. Everyone's going to have to sort of step up. And it sounds very, like, simplistic, but, like, they just have to play better and play more like cohesive basketball and be more aggressive and be more willing to you know find their own offense and oh man this sucks norm please do something (laughs) it really is norm seems like the savior here if there is going to be one which is not exactly encouraging considering how he's looked offensively in these playoffs but um i guess he has the track record of being good in the playoffs before and that's what you go with as far as guys who might sneak into the rotation now eric moreland maybe as like a backup center, he can't be that much worse than Greg Monroe, you would think, hopefully, um, if they're going to start start Ibaka, which, again, I don't think they should do. I think they just should keep Ibaka on the bench. You're kind of really opening yourself up to Harris, you know, just crunching Ibaka by not by him just pulling him out to the three-point line and stuff. If you're that's what you're going to do, um, I, I don't think Ibaka should start. I think that would be a pretty bad idea. But if he does, then Eric Moreland's probably going to get some minutes against the backup centers, the Amir Johnsons, the Jonah Boldens, the... Uh, Bobons if they pl- if he plays if uh, um, Greg Monroe plays so that that's who Moreland will match up against and I don't have a lot of confidence in that. Jeremy Lin I think is still out as, t- as well too. Obviously this would be a little easier to absorb if OG was around. You just slot OG in to be the backup power or be the starting power forward and maybe he'd be okay there defensively. The offense obviously takes a hit with him instead of Siakam, but um, yeah, the, not having OG really sucks, man. <laughs> it's the entirety of why this team was exciting around Kawhi Leonard was, hey, you can pair him with OG and Pascal, no one will ever score. And that's not a thing you can do now. And that sucks. And the Raptors are seriously limited in their flexibility now. And there's just no real margin for error for any of these guys to have bad games. Like, Fred's got to figure this shit out. Fred's got to shoot well. Fred's got to play make and not dribble the ball for 20 seconds on every possession. Um... They, I, I still think they can be effective in the fast break because like Kawhi is obviously a monster. He's a force when he gets out on the run. Kyle and Danny are pretty good at it as well, and it's exciting when they get out running, and obviously Kyle pushes the pace really well, but 
Um, yeah, man, this uh, <laughs> this this blows. I, I don't have much more to say. I figured I should just get it out like a little dispatch out there to sort of pass along my thoughts on what they should do. Um, but yeah, I think it should be Norm starting next to Kyle, slide Danny down, Kawhi at the th- four, and then Gasol at the five, and you hope to to get a nice performance at a norm and everyone else like Gasol has to like punish Tobias Harris. He just has to, there's not even a, there's no room for not doing that. Now you just got to do it. Um, there is very little in the way of flexibility for the Raptors here, both lineup wise and with how they can play. They, they just have to be better and they have to hope the Sixers don't bring their a game, which after what they did in game three seems unlikely. And maybe this will provide a little boost boost to them as well. But man, it's uh. It's rough. It's rough. So that's it. That's the uh, Lockdown Raptors. Pascal Siakam, quick response, uh, dispatch. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, God. Stupid. Anyway. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. We'll talk to you after the game on Sunday, and I'm sure it'll be depressing. All right. Have a good one. Cheers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.